So I went and saw that new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, and I got to say, I I could have come up with a better name. You know, instead of Dial of Destiny, just Stoney's out here, you know. Um, Indiana Jones and the Payer VFX artists more. Or Indiana Jones and Don't Let Disney Get Involved in Anything You Do Ever. Or Indiana Jones and uh, I'm Too Old for the Shit. <laughs> Seriously. We'll get into it, guys. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, back to Not Rich, Just Board, episode number 80. That's right. We're at the big 8-0. We're here. Another 10. Another 10 down. We're 20 away from 100. What are we going to do at 100? I don't know. I think I, I'm, I have some ideas. I have some ideas that I want to do, but we're still a ways away from that yet, guys. So there's lots of time to do some planning, but I still want to, you know, contact some guests and contact some other people that I want to have on. I'd like to have more guests because I think I think the the episodes with guests are a lot funner and it's kind of fun to just, you know, shoot the shit with other people. But the problem is this podcast has really been a solo show a lot lately because a lot of people are busy, you know, life goes on. That's the thing. You can't always rely on people to be there. You can't always rely on, especially when you're a smaller podcast, you know, you can't always rely on people getting back to you. That's why I try to, I like to try to reach out to smaller creators. And also I got a lot of stuff going on in my own life. So, uh, you know, setting up time and then you never know where people are from, you know, if they're, cause YouTube's just YouTube, you know, everybody's on YouTube. That's it. But you don't know, they could be in the UK. They could be, you know, in Saskatchewan. They could be in fucking America. It doesn't, there's unlimited, unlimited options. So, it's really hard to set things up sometimes with people, even if it's just a couple time zones away, you know, it happens, but I know I want to look into more stuff like that. And, and also, you know, get some of my old pals back on. Cause I really enjoy talking to them, but it's been really busy. And like last week, I remember I talked about like calming, you know, just being calm and taking time to enjoy the little things and, that's what I did last weekend, um, right after I uploaded the podcast. We took off, and I went with uh, my new gal and uh, her family, and we went camping <laughs> on on the weekend. And I got I got to say, guys, it was a lot of fun. It was great to get away. You know, no cell service. Well, there was a little cell service. If if we need to make an emergency call, we could have. But you know, Snapchats don't load. Instagram, forget about it. So I was just like. It was chill, you know, and it's so easy to just, it's so strange. And, you know, I talk about it sometimes, but it's weird how much we rely on technology when it's there. But then when you don't have it, when you're in the wild, when you're just enjoying nature, enjoying, you know, cutting wood and making food and making fires and you don't even think about at least i don't i don't really even think about it you know i mean i like talking to you guys don't get me wrong i like the youtube channel i like producing content doing stuff like that and you know 
but it's just like when it's not around you kind of forget it exists and then you know you get back to service where there's cell service and then your phone's just going bling, bling, ding, 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 ding. dr jordan b peterson retweeted <laughs> retweeted this and that and you get like 700 notifications and it's just kind of it's kind of crazy that you know every day you're consuming how many notifications are you clicking on per day how many like links and just notifications friends sending you memes friends sending you messages you know work emails it's insane how much we interface with technology and we rely on it and then but when you're just hanging out the lake with family and friends that's all you're thinking about you're literally just thinking about relaxing and then your next meal and just having a good time and you know we managed to look at the stars the one night. Unfortunately, I drank a lot of whiskey that night. Holy fuck. <laughs> I drank so much. I'm not sponsored by them, but I drank a lot of Buffalo Trace whiskey. If you guys want to get in contact with me, you know, my information's right here. Email me at the Gmail and we'll set something up, you know. But uh, I can only take like something like $20,000 is the minimum. I'm like, I don't want to sell myself short, you know. This top rated podcast in canada come on guys show some respect <laughs> but seriously no i drank way too much whiskey and the thing is like part of it is mixing drinks in the dark you know you're you got the campfire but it's not quite bright enough so i'm just kind of like eyeballing it but also i always make strong drinks just because it just works faster it kicks in faster i'm just i'm a, i'm a bit of a heavier guy i'm not a big drinker though like i honestly don't drink that much you know not as much as my 20s my 20s were kind of crazy but you know i really don't drink that much these days so when i cut loose i kind of like to cut loose but if i'm drinking at a bar with friends you know you have food or whatever and then you have some drinks and it just it seems like it takes forever to get you know a buzz going but then when you're just you know mixing your own whiskey fuck you put three fingers in there you go you're feeling that but the problem is obviously you just think it's you think it's not working and then it works and then it works too much and you're like why is the world spinning <laughs> so i was trying to enjoy the stars but i was like the stars were also spinning but it was still very gorgeous it's really really nice to just look up and see the stars and kind of the whiteness of the galaxy it's really really beautiful especially when you're spending spending time with somebody that you really care about and have a good time with so that's uh definitely definitely an added benefit but i just remember that night i got such a bad stomach ache and you know she went to bed and she's like are you coming i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna puke <laughs> <laughs> and i really didn't know i was like i don't know if i'm gonna puke or what's going on because the thing about me you guys gotta understand i'm not a puker i hate vomiting i hate puking when i'm sick it's the worst because i know if i just go in there do what needs to be done vomit i'll be fine you feel so much better every time but I have this internal struggle. I don't know if it's like, 
trying to be competitive and I just don't want to lose whatever that means for puking. But I just, no, I just, I will do everything in my power to not vomit. And it always ends up biting me in the ass because, <laughs> because I, I genuinely just like, you feel like shit and then you puke and you're like, oh, okay, that's better. But when I'm, usually I give in eventually when I'm sick, but when I'm drinking, no, I just, I hate puking. It just really, it's probably a good thing. Cause you know, obviously it, it hurts your teeth, you know, the acidity of your stomach, it hurts your, your breath for the person that has to kiss you. Unfortunately, it hurts just everything. You know, it's, it just, when you're older, I, I was actually talking to her about, um, my girlfriend about how, when you're younger and you puke, even when you're sick or whatever, like your body doesn't, I don't remember my body hurting, if that makes sense. But now that I'm in my, like since my mid twenties, like 26, 27, 25, even maybe. And, and, you know, still to this day, obviously when you puke, like you're kind of your whole diaphragm, your whole chest area, it's kind of sore the next day. And I remember back in the day being like, why the hell am I so goddamn sore? And then I'm like, oh, it's because all my muscles were clenching up when I was puking. And like, you're like, <laughs> so, you know, when you heave, your body tenses up. And so all those muscles are tensing up. But I guess when you're younger, it doesn't really affect you because you're basically made out of fucking rubber. Like you ate the goddamn gum gum fruit, <laughs> the devil, the devil fruit. Is it called the gum gum? I think so. What, you know, stretchy boy Luffy, his fruit. But uh, yeah, you're basically made out of fucking rubber. Oh my god! I just randomly thought of the One Piece theme. Uh, do you guys remember the One Piece uh, for kids? This is taking you back like twenty years, but when they did the um, they did the English dub on like four kids, four kids. I don't know if it was only Canada. It might have been the American American viewers. You guys gotta let me know on this, but uh, in Canada for sure. Anyway, we had a thing on YTV, and there's a company called Four Kids, and what they did was they took anime. And they they dubbed it, but they didn't dub it like the English dub that you would see on like a DVD or something. They would dub it like so it's kid friendly. So they would take out all the swears. They would take out basically they sanitized it. They would take out anything. Sometimes they cut episodes entirely if there was nudity or anything like that. But the um it's on YouTube, I know, because I looked it up the other day. And the four kids intro to One Piece is just fantastic. I mean, it's not as good as the Japanese opening. Obviously, that's amazing. But the four kids one was just classic. It's like, <laughs> he's made a rubber. How did that happen? Yo, ho, ho. He took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> y'all go. Y'all go. Y'all go. Uh-oh. His name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Luffy. He's going to be king of the pirates. Yeah, I'm serenading you guys today. But seriously, just look up the four kids or look up. I'm sure it'd be like English opening. I don't know if they use that for the regular English dub. I would hope not, but <laughs> you never know. I know for sure it was the four kids one, but I don't know what it was back then, but they always did rap or like hip hoppy type intros. You know, it always had to be like something with like a, a random rap song. And <laughs> it's just so it's weird. It's, it's strange, but it's, it's also pretty good. I just love the English intro with like Gold Roger going like, my treasure is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. 
I left everything I own in one piece. And then the narrator comes in. I'm pretty sure it was Christopher Sabat. Maybe. I No, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know who it was. Famous voice actor, though. He did a lot of voiceover for, like, the English dubs back then. But, yeah, go check that out. Anyways, back to me getting drunk and fucked up. Yeah, your body hurts. So I think that's also part of why I don't want to puke. But either way, my point is I ended up going to bed. I ended up being fine. I just, like, you know, belched a couple times, took a shit. Regular things. I would have, I, you know, I, I packed everything. I'm a packer. Like I'm a emergency guy. I have like knives and axes and condoms and dental dams. Okay. I don't have dental dams, but I have like all kinds of emergency shit. First aid kit made out of metal, professional grade shit. Tums, Benadryl, Afterbite. But you know what I didn't bring? I didn't bring fucking Pepto-Bismol. Which I should literally have, you know how cops have firearms? They have a little holster, put their pistol in. Yeah, I should have one of those, but have a fucking bottle of Pepto-Bismol on my side. Because just at any given time, whether it be food related or <laughs> anything, whiskey related in this case, I always get like stomach aches. It's, you know, diarrhea, hot I love hot sauce. It doesn't love me put it that way but i should literally have a bottle strapped to my belt at all times because the amount of times that i have that i need it and i don't have it it's alarming but i i should have had some that would have made me feel 100 percent better that's the one like medicine like cough medicine i almost think is a placebo because it almost never works i don't sometimes it does i guess but, I don't know. but you know it never seems to quite do the trick but Pepto-Bismol, I know. If I have a stomachache and I take the little, you know, container of that, however many milliliters it is, or sometimes I just swig out of the bottle like a real pirate, and it's like, <laughs> like I just have some, and I, I always know I feel good. I'm like, it just works. It really does. So I, I love Pepto, but it's also expensive. So you got to try to get it on sale. For like the big Titan sized bottle, it's like 15 bucks. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. But you know what? Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes you got to be bougie with your pink bottle. But I'll tell you guys one other thing, though. Besides the stomach ache, there's something I've learned. All right. The days of me tenting as a 33 year old male, that ship has sailed. That ship. Is in the grand line right now to continue with the One Piece references. It is at the bottom of the ocean with Mary. It's no tenting. Would not recommend it for people of my age. Like I'm 33 in tenting years. I'm fucking dead. All right. I'm 103 years old. I'm King Charles. Like <laughs> it's out of control. We even had mats under us, so we had a sleeping bag. And then we had these mats. They weren't much mat. Like they, you know, I might have gotten away with a foam. I think I'm going to, if I do it again, I'll do a foam pad or something. I think that would help us a lot. But we had these little pads. So we weren't right on the ground, but we had a, a pad thing made by Coleman. But it was, it wasn't much. And every goddamn morning, like, I think I'm still sore. 
from sleeping on the ground. I'm like, holy Christ. And I just remember as a kid, like we would literally, our parents would have their tent, something like that, whatever. They'd be in the trailer. And us kids, we'd just be in like a pop-up tent, a little tent. There'd be no foam pads. There'd be no air mattresses. There's no silly posturepedics, you know? It was just, we were straight on the ground in our Jurassic Park sleeping bags and like a pillow, and I was fine. It just like something happens when you're older, and I guess, you know, we're heavier, we're more dense, not made out of rubber anymore. It's probably a big part of it, but you just, yeah, everything starts to break down. I'm like, I'm getting too old for this shit. It's, it was a little rough. So I, I think I'm going to have to invest in something. Uh, her, her brother ended up bringing some, he had some raised beds. They're like those little, like what hikers use to stay off the ground when they're sleeping. It's like a pop-up bed, but then they just put their, they put foam on, they put those up and then they put foam on top of those and then they're sleeping bigs. I'm like, that's the ticket right there. <laughs> That's the way to go. But all in all, it was a great trip. It was, honestly, it was fine. Like, whatever. You only sleep for like two hours when you're camping anyway. Because, you know, then the Slender Man gets you. And you got to collect his pages and away you go. <laughs> so, and then, you know. Also, the whiskey helped me sleep too. Because, you know, when you're drunk as fuck and you're tired as hell. Because you've been running around chopping wood and throwing axes all day. It's pretty easy to fall asleep no matter where you are. Could have just fell asleep on the floor, like in the dirt. That would have been worse. <laughs> but on on the on the topic of getting too old for this, like I said in the intro, I saw the new Indiana Jones uh, movie, Dial of Destiny. Um, yeah. So spoiler alert. Obviously, I'm gonna be talking about it. We're gonna get into it here a little bit. And I gotta say, even though I've, I have literally been exhausted this whole week. I I think I've slept like, like I'm recording this on Thursday, and I'm gonna be uploading it today on Thursday, because I've had no time. I've been so busy with disc golf and just other activities, <laughs> and uh, you know, caused some sleepless nights. We'll put it that way. But I've been exhausted all week, so it's been. It's been it's been a rough go of it this this week. We'll put it that way, but I honestly was trying to pay as much attention because we went to the late show because that was the only one that she could go to because she was getting home late and she had to drive into town. So, so we went to the later show, which was like nine thirty. So, and it's like a two and a half hour movie, or yeah, I think it's two and a half. So we're damn we're out of there at like midnight. So it was insane, but. When you're already exhausted and running on like four hours of sleep, that's, you know, normally I could stay up for awake for any movie, whatever, but, you know, running four hours of sleep makes it a little rough on my age, but I made her through and uh, I gotta say, I mean, it was Indiana Jones, so I was super excited. For a little pre-context here, like, I loved the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, I actually thought that was, I actually thought that was a good a good movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it. They had a lot of issues with it, which is fine, but I actually genuinely liked it. It's not as good as the originals. I think The Last Crusade is my favorite. Uh, I like Raiders a lot, though. 
Temple of Doom is probably the weakest one of the original trilogy, but they're it's really hard to say because they're all so good, to be honest. But the original three were definitely the best, and Last Crusade is probably my favorite. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was good. I liked it. It had some good sequences. Obviously, everybody talks about the whole the fridge scene. It's been memed to death. I get it. I try to forget that scene exists every time I see it because it's so fucking stupid. But whatever. It's still a good movie. It's still fine. I don't... I... Yeah. That whole scene... That... Fuck. If you don't... If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen the movie, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I don't know why I haven't. It's like 15 years old now. Probably. I actually don't know when it came out. It probably came out in... Did it come out after, before or after high school? Let me just look it up here. Kingdom of the... It was 08! Holy fuck, I guessed that right. 15 years ago. Literally was 15 years. That's crazy. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the year I graduated that it came out. Because I remember graduating and then being like, oh my god, there's a new Indiana Jones movie. It's been 18 years. 2008. Yeah. Wild. Fuck time flies, doesn't it? (laughs) But anyways... I, um, yeah, I like that movie. And yes, it had aliens in it. Like, it was involved with aliens. But it's like, what? Like, fucking Ark of the Covenant and supernatural ghost shit is, like, that's that's fine. But, like, aliens is too far-fetched. Like, and it was a popular, it was, and it's based around, the thing about the Crystal Skull thing was that it was based around, like, like all the Indiana Jones movies, it's based around a real thing. Like the the crystal skulls found in like oh Christ where were they found again? Um, I think they were found in Peru. Like that's where the movie is anyway. But like in Nazca. But oh Jesus! Like the Mitchell Hedges skull. That's what it's like. The lore is based around that. So it's like it's all based off a real thing. And then people really do think that aliens built them because the craftsmanship is like perfect and there's no way people would have been able to do it at the time with the tools that we know that they had but you know could be but then again people built pyramids so could be aliens or maybe that maybe there was a great reset the younger dryas impact theory look it up but yeah it's crazy i don't know i don't know but people really didn't like it they didn't like aliens whatever get over it. it's a good movie go check it out 15 years ago. Let's go. But this new one. Again, I was tired. But I gotta say, it was a pretty fucking boring movie. I really hate to say that. I I really do. It wasn't all boring. There's some good sequences, like at the beginning. Of of course, like every Indiana Jones movie, it has to in it has to start with Nazis or commies. In this case, Nazis. And, uh, you know, there's a good action sequence. And, but it starts in the past. So they have, like, they pulled, like, a Governor Tarkin thing from Rogue One where it's Indiana Jones, but they, they de-aged him. So, and it's 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 weird because it looks good. It does look good. But it's, like, it's almost like that uncanny value thing. There's something off. 
something's wrong with it. And the way the light reflects off his eyes and stuff like that, you can just, you can tell it's CGI. But it's really good. It is really good for that technology, you know. But it's still, there's something off. You can definitely tell it's CGI and it's, there's some weird movements. But, you know, that doesn't surprise me with the VFX budgets and how, you know, basically VFX artists in Hollywood are sweatshop workers at this point. So, you know. Unionize, guys. Fight the power. It's um yeah, it's it's crazy to think that just oh yeah, they're so underpaid, it really sucks. But that's probably why there's a writer's strike right now and all that stuff. So everybody gets everybody wants to get paid more, which is definitely a good thing. I mean, they pay actors fucking millions of dollars, but and I'm not saying actors work is easy, because it's not easy. It's it is actually a craft and there is bad actors, so you know, and I'm not talking about just Baltics, eh, Trudeau? But no, there is there's actually skill involved in acting. And if people say there isn't, I mean, they've never acted. So obviously <laughs> they get it, but they still get paid millions of dollars. And But the people that do the magic behind the scenes should get paid a lot too. So whatever. No more about that. Back to Indiana Jones. Yeah, the intro sequence was fine. You know, it's just a classic. I'm not going to get too much into it. Just a classic, some action sequences with, you know, punching Nazis. And, you know, we get introduced to the main villain who's played by Mads Mikkelsen. I can't actually remember his name, his character's name right now. Uh, we'll just call him Grindelwald. <laughs> but uh, hold on, let me look it up here. Uh, dial of, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, Jurgen Volter. That's who he played. But uh <laughs> that's hilarious. Antonio Banderas is in this movie, by the way, but he's just I'm just looking at the IMDB thing right now, and it just says Antonio Banderas. Like, does that mean he's playing himself? <laughs> that's fucking weird. But either way, so yeah, and it, and it basically introduces us to him, and then it introduces us to, like, they're actually going for the spear, what I would call, like, the artifact from Wolfenstein, which is the Spear of Destiny, but they're going for, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the, it's like the spear that drew the blood of Christ or something, but then it ends up being a fake, and then they're like, oh, it's a fake, uh, it's a fake um, artifact. But then they find a real artifact, which is the Dial of Destiny, which I can't remember what they call it, the Arcrithium or something. What is the? Hold on. Let me look it up. Eh, I can't type. It's called, uh, well, it's called Archimedes Dial, but, oh, that's what it's called. Antikythera. Antikythera. Uh, it says astrophysicist Jurgen Voller informs his superiors the lance is fake, but he has found half of Archimedes' dial, an Antikythera mechanism built by the ancient Syracusan mathematician Archimedes, which reveals time fissures, allowing for possible time travel. So that's kind of yeah, that right there. That's kind of the whole 
the art, you know, because every Indiana Jones movie has to have some, some sort of an artifact or something thereafter, like the Ark of the Covenant. And in this case, it's the it's the Archimedes dial, which is supposedly if you join two, you know, you join the two sides together and then you can, the idea that the Nazis want is they want to go back in time and then win the war. So that's what his whole, that's what the kind of plot is. So, and, you know, they do that whole intro, they get the half, then they go another adventure, they get the other half of the dial. And just, I think what, I think what kind of disappointed me the most about this movie was that there was no, there was no like real, there wasn't enough like puzzle solving. Like there wasn't enough. When Indiana Jones is at its best is when he's solving some sort of a puzzle. He's, you know, tomb raiding essentially doing shit like that. That's when it's at its best. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen in this movie because it does technically, but it's just not a very good scene. It's not very engaging. And again, I mean, I was very tired when I watched the movie, so maybe it was my state of mind too, but I just didn't find the action sequences to be engaging. I didn't find that, you know, the whole cave dwelling with traps and tricks and traps and puzzles, that's the bread and butter. That's what's really... Those are the fun scenes. And it just, it didn't feel like this movie had any of that. At least nothing that was memorable or fun, we'll say. But I, I don't know. The, the the plot itself, like the artifact, that's all fine. It all works. But just, yeah, I found there was no real, it was missing the spirit. And they were trying to, you know, they're kind of playing off the whole Indiana Jones old thing and how he's retiring from his career and, you know, he wants to, you know, he's kind of getting out of the limelight. And then, you know, in true Disney fashion, they introduce a female character who's kind of going to be, you know, they don't outright say it, but it's kind of like his replacement, which is Helena Shaw, which is played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't think I've seen her in anything before this. But she's kind of like... A lot of the action sequences are actually kind of based around her. Which, again, is fine, but the problem is it's an Indiana Jones movie. It's not a Helena Shaw movie, you know? We're there for Indy, and that's kind of the main focal point but i feel like they're trying to and i and, and i kind of knew because you know he's talked about how this is last movie for the character and my thoughts were they were going to kill him off that's what my whole thought was on this film was they're going to kill him off and then they're going to do like a you know a, a passing of the fedora as you know to say or you know passing the torch on to a new generation and they kind of, you know, they were kind of doing that, but kind of weren't. And at the end, again, this is a big spoiler. But if you're still around, I mean, you know, we're already in the spoiler territory anyway. Um, so near the end, the Nazis do join the dial. They fuse it together. 
and they find the location of a time fissure. So they, the whole point is they want to go back and win the war, right? So they're going back in time. And, you know, Indiana Jones is like, no, that's not going back to, he's like, the calculations are off. That won't take you to 1939 or whenever they were going to go. It's going to take you back wave. We don't know. It's going to take you a lot farther back, but there's no way of knowing. And then it takes them way back to, like, I think it's it's our committee's time anyway. And it's uh, it's maybe the Trojan War. I don't know. My history is a little blurry of that age. But it's because I think our committee's is Greek. I, sorry, guys. I'm showing my bad history history here right now. And I'm usually pretty good with history, but I'm also tired. Leave me alone. But yeah, anyways, they go back to Archimedes' time, and they're in this, you know, German gunship, and they all think it's a dragon, and it's kind of a, it's, I will say it's one of the cooler sequences, because they're kind of back in time, and there's these, there's a war going on. It might have been the assault of Athens, was it? Maybe, I don't know. Either way, they, they come in, the Nazis get you know, killed, they get shot down, the plane's done, and Indiana Jones ends up shot, and he's dying, and then they meet up with Archimedes, which is a really cool scene, because he's like an archaeologist, and he's meeting a famous historical person, so it's pretty cool, but then he wants to just basically, I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, he's going to die in the past. And that's going to be how he ends. It's going to be the end of Indiana Jones. But they don't actually do that. He wants to, he tells Helena that he wants to stay in the past and just, just to let him die and whatnot. And then she knocks him out and he wakes up back in, he wakes up back in his own time in his bed. And then his ex wife from the old movies which was uh, what the, Marion Ravenwood, that lady. She's She has like her small cameo at the very end and they're kind of getting back together and it's like just kind of an, the ending of it. That's how it goes, that they're back together and it's like, okay. So I guess for some other, there's some questions that some people probably have and that's like, if you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you know that he had a son, which was Shia LaBeouf, which was him and Marion Ravenwood's son, Mutt. So he was a big character in Kingdom. He's not in this movie. And everybody's like, well, what happened to Mutt? That's his fucking son. He's just gone randomly. That's weird. But they actually explain it away in a scene because it's, uh, it's been quite a bit of time since the last adventure. And they explain that Mutt went... They, it's literally a throwaway scene where they're like, yeah, he... It was like, I can't remember how they said it, but it's like, oh, somebody would let their son go to war. And then he's like, yeah. Uh, uh. And then basically implying that Mutt enlisted in the war and he died. He died in the war. So that would have been like, I don't know, whatever, 80s or Vietnam, something like that. I don't know what war exactly. They just basically explain that Mutt enlisted and was killed in battle, I guess. That's all we can assume. So they kind of just explained him away. Like, he died. Yeah, sorry. 
Shia LaBeouf wouldn't return for a movie, so we had to kill him off. But uh, yeah, so they explained that off, and then that's why he's not with Marion in this movie because she was just distraught that he let his son enlist and get killed, and you know, it's just basically like they just explained everything away like that. But then at the end, they're randomly together because he came back. He came back in time and just she forgave him i i guess i the ending is really like it's supposed to be like a feel good thing but it's also like a this doesn't make sense but they just want i think they wanted those characters to end on a on a happy note because they are kind of beloved characters from you know not only kingdom but the classic movies so which is fine it's it it's fine it's just you know it's one of those things where when there's so much time between sequels and, you know, actors aren't around to do the roles or actors aren't, you know, in Shia LaBeouf's case, he's not really, he's not really, uh, he's not in it because he's, you know, he kind of got ostracized from Hollywood for, you know, I'm not going to get into that. It's a bunch of fucking shit and, you know, people don't really like him anymore, but he's kind of on a path of redemption now. So you never know. We'll see what happens. But the one, I guess the one thing I will say also that's kind of an important note. It's a spoiler, but it's also an important, um, it's an important piece of the dial that they find out is that it doesn't actually, the dial of destiny, like Archimedes dial doesn't actually travel through time in particular based on what you set it at or what time fissure you go through. It's actually a dial that always goes back to Archimedes' home in his time. So basically you learn that he made the dial as a way to get home. So the Nazis could never use it to win the war or time travel per se, because it would never ever go to another time besides, you know, Archimedes' time. But of course... Again, it's a kind of a cool plot point. I get it, but I will say I'm not a huge fan of time travel because it just fucks everything up a lot. It really, it's hard to keep a believable story with time travel. Not because it's just fan, not because it's fantasy. Like time travel is fan, a fantasy concept at this point, anyway. But because the Nazis crashed a fucking airship in Athens. I believe it was Athens. If I'm wrong, fucking tell me. But they crashed an airship and there's guns. There's, you know, housers or whatever the fuck they're using. The German guns and, you know, fully automatic machine guns. And so the, the people of that time will just have machine guns. And that wouldn't change the future like that doesn't make sense so i don't know it's one of those things but there's the other thing where maybe like when you go back in time you're going back to your original time and the time with the guns is like a different split of time it's like it's a multiverse thing but i don't know it's just still weird to me because i'm like are we just not going to talk about how the trojans will have like pistols and stuff that they found I'm not saying they would have technology to replicate the guns, but it would definitely change things because they'd be like, oh, this is kind of cool. We got to do some research to make this shit. 
and guns would probably be invented a couple hundred years earlier at least you know just based off metallurgy and all that stuff so i don't know either way it was honestly an okay movie it had some good scenes it had some nostalgic throwbacks you know they they like to do those in these movies and with the callbacks and the kind of classic scenes that they do but all in all it really was the weakest movie in the series i it was not very, it was not very memorable like to me it was just it was kind of eh and the ratings are showing that too like if you look at the ratings I don't know, 82% of Google users liked it. It's got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 69% of Rotten Tomatoes. Again, it's fine. It's, it's a, I'm just going to look at, oh my God. Last Crusade only has 84% of Rotten Tomatoes. Same amount of people liked it. Weird. Either way, I, it's fine. I don't I don't have anything I don't have anything wrong with this new one like as far as a movie it's fine. You'll enjoy it. You'll have a good time. But as far as an Indiana Jones movie, it really is the bottom of the barrel. I'd say the best part was probably the casting of the villain like Mads Mikkelsen is a fucking beast and he plays a great Nazi and very convincing and it was yeah, I, I'd say that was a good part of it. But other than that, like, they needed to have more, like, archaeology scenes. They needed to have more. They didn't have. I'm trying to think. I don't think they had a single, like, like supernatural thing happen in this movie. Like, ghosts or, you know, monsters or, you know, ritual type shit. You know, besides the actual time travel, like, with the dial but i don't know I'm you're always kind of looking forward to like what kind of supernatural stuff is going to pop up like when the guy like la, like last crusade when the guy like ages rapidly after choosing the wrong ga- grail it just turns into bones and fucking blows away oh like that part's classic or in like in raiders when they the nazis open the the ark and they melt the, the guy's face melts that is just Oh, nightmare fuel when you're a kid, but so deadly. But yeah, that's all I really had for this week, guys. If you, you know, if you want to check out that movie, let me know. How, let me know in the comments. Let me, let me know. Leave me anything, any kind of comment. Message me on social media. Comment on my Instagram. I don't care. Do anything. Let me know if I'm an idiot. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if it was, maybe it's your favorite Indiana Jones movie. You're wrong, but. You're entitled to your opinion, Volaire. All right? (laughs) Either way, thank you guys so much for listening this week. I hope you're having a good week, and I hope your next week is great when I see you again. Remember, links to all social media are in the description below. And I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.